Hey, Joe. Hey, hey. So we're finally back. We are back. And this time we have a guest. We have Dan Neve with us. Funny enough, Dan actually runs the show where we were when we filmed our very first Angel Wire podcast. It was, it was a very exciting event for us. It was. I mean, we managed to scoot a bunch of tables together and lights and cameras and all this crap into this little hotel room in between the beds <laughs> and film, you know, a halfway decent podcast. So yeah. now we've got Dan here, so it's kind of full circle. Welcome to the show, Dan. Thank you, Ryan. Glad to be part of it. Actually, I did not know that you guys um, recorded a podcast at the event. <laughs> well, you know, you were kind of running around like a headless chicken like you do most years. So I didn't really want to bother you with it too much. <laughs> but I'm glad we were able to get together and get you on today. The Cruise for a Cause event, you know, is something that Joe and I have both been working with for a number of years now alongside you. Um, we're happy to be a part of that event and happy to help out in any way that we can. So getting you on to really talk about it, I think, is a good thing in so many different ways, partly because our listeners have heard a lot about it. Mm-hmm. So who better to tell the story than from the horse's own mouth, as they say? <laughs> I won't take, th- I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not me calling you a horse, I promise. <laughs> yeah, I, I know uh, Ryan, he's been a part of that with you for quite some time, but I, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, when it, once I went to the first year, it's something that we talk about all the time and always trying to see if there's something that we, we can try to help it to make it bigger right well i mean i think it was back in what 2014 when i first came out and dan wound up throwing me the keys to his cobra and said go have have lap on the autocross course and i'd pretty much been hooked on the show from that point so (laughs) that's a good way to get people involved i think yeah giving somebody a set of keys to a car always works (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a fair approach I mean, that show, you know, it's got kind of something for everybody. For oh. me, it was the autocross, you know, that I got instantly sucked into because how do you not enjoy driving a car pretty much as hard as you can without really having a lot of danger? Yeah. I know uh, not last year, but the year before I was in the car with Billy Johnson, we had the fastest lap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was pretty fun. Yeah. Very wild. <laughs> so, Dan, um, you're probably the best person to explain what Cruise for a Cause is all about and what you guys' mission really is. Yes, so it started in 2010, um, right after my mom and wife were diagnosed with breast cancer about a month apart. And I was actually in the market to buy a new 2010 Shelby GT500 at that time. And I just had the light bulb moment that said, let's do something good with the car and raise some money and awareness if I can. And that was the plan that first year. And um, we had a car show in in the Dells. And the big part of the whole thing was that first year was Ford ended up having me take the car out to SEMA, um, which then changed everything. And, And 
the big picture because you make so many contacts when you're at SEMA. Yeah, talking so, about doors opening, huh? Yeah, it was, I was. I tell everybody it was when the snowball started rolling down the hill, and it really you didn't want to stop it. So it um, that was the first year that kind of got it. Everything started. I was only going to do it one year. But because of SEMA and I met so many individuals from different businesses that I thought, you know what, we got to do this another year. And <laughs> long story short, here we are 13 years later, you know, went by fast. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember, you know, when you first got the car and kind of how things started to pick up traction. But it seems like these past what? five or six years, it's really kind of started to become something much larger. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the first year my goal was to raise $10,000 and don't cancer research. And like you said, the last actually three, four years where things changed, it was uh, 2019 that we actually rebuilt the 79 Mustang pace car that we raffled off. And so we did, we did better with that car uh, for raising funds. Otherwise, all I did was sell T-shirts and ask for donations. Mm -hmm. But then the last three years, we, um, 2021, we started with a sweepstakes for a 2021 GT500. Right. And that changes, yeah. Yeah, and this year, now you've got something pretty special again. I was just at a car show, actually, this morning. That thing would have been right at home there amongst all those supercars, I think. Yeah, it's, it's too far. It was a little bit of a drive and get it there by trailer. Um, but um, I agree. This this is a beautiful car. It's a 2023 40th anniversary Celine Mustang. Um, 800 plus horsepower. It's one of 10 being built. And it's the only one that has the Cruise for a Cause badge on it. So it's it's going to be pretty pretty special for somebody to win. How, how would somebody go about winning that? Well, it's um, multiple ways, but the easiest for most people is just to go online to cruise the number four cause, a cause at dot org. Do that again, cruise for a cause dot org. Um, and uh, just enter to win. It's on the website, and it's easy. That simple. Yeah, it's it it is pretty simple to do. Um, it's it's definitely for a great cause, and you get a chance to win a car. I mean, an amazing car. And like you said, it's one of a one or well, one of ten, but it's the only one that is going to look like it does. Yeah. And you kind of you kind of take that car around and tour to different locations throughout the summer, right? Yeah, so we picked the car up. In, we actually unveiled it at the end of um, March in Tennessee, and then it went back to California to Orange County for the show, and then it came back here to um, Carlisle All Four Nationals, then Norwalk, Ohio, and then I brought it back here, and I'll be taking it around the rest of the year to events that I attend. Of course, most of the shows I attend are Ford shows because it's kind of a Ford, you know, based um, nonprofit, I would say. All the money we raise is for cancer research, but Ford supports us heavily. Right. And I mean, I know too, like if people want to see the car in person, 
you've got a calendar on your website there that you just mentioned before where they can see all the locations that you'll be in the dates that you're going to be on. Um, I actually haven't seen it in person yet, but I'm really looking forward to it because <laughs> those photos, I have a feeling don't do it justice. Yeah. And I think, for those I of you think that the, next, uh, the are best chance for you will have yeah. the, um, the link posted down below in the uh, description. Mm-hmm. I think Ryan, the best chance for you is going to be uh, the 29th of July when we'll be in Marshfield at the Hub City Car Show. Oh yeah, it's always kind of an interesting show. You know, I don't know how many people listening here know too much about Marshfield, but it's a really small town, and it doesn't really have a lot of car culture. But every once a year, there's the Hub City Car Show, and all these crazy cars just come out of the woodwork out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, they park. I think last year they had about 750 cars and they closed off eight city blocks and they they do it right downtown Main Street. So it's pretty, pretty fun event. And there's no fee for people to bring their cars. Right. Yep. And I know, I assume you're going to have a tent there again this year selling T-shirts too, right? Yeah, I'll set up, I'll set up the tent and have T-shirts. And of course, people can enter the win the car and um, get a good look at it. Yeah, I'm going to make sure to bring my camera and get some photos for myself. I might have to make a trip up. <laughs> you should. <laughs> yeah, at the very least, you'll see it at the fall show. Yeah, yeah. very least. Yeah, and that's, that'll be the best place for somebody to win, you know, to enter to win it would be in person at the show in the fall because that's actually where we're going to uh, pick the winner. Yeah, that'll be cool because I think like last year it was chosen what a month or two after the show, right? Correct. The first two years we didn't do the drawing until the end of November. Last year was in December, actually. And this year things worked out that we decided to do the drawing um, at the show. So it'll be Saturday, October 7th at nine o'clock is the plan. And hopefully the winner is sitting in the audience because we'll all celebrate. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You. That'll be cool. Cause I think, um, what was it the Fox body you gave away? You did the drawing right at the show that year too, right? Correct. Yeah. And we actually called the winner from the show. And if we would have drew the winner from last year's Billy Johnson edition, GT 500, the winner was at the event. Oh, so it would have been pretty, pretty exciting. Yeah. Well, that'd be cool. I hope that yeah, works out. That would be there. exciting. Can you imagine just getting the keys dropped right in your hand? <laughs> oh man that would be so cool right yeah black marks would be left leaving <laughs> the ho-chunk parking lot there. right <laughs> oh yeah so dan i know you know i've known you since i was a little kid and kind of when i was a kid growing up you were like the mustang guy you know, I, you seem to know everything about Mustangs. You had all these different Mustangs. I know, you know, you mentioned, what, what was it? What was the first Mustang you had? So I don't know everything about Mustangs. I'll, I'll say there's a, I'm, I'm probably not that knowledgeable about all the Mustangs, but they've always been the car that I've pretty much owned. But my very first one was a 1978 uh, Mustang that was built to look like a King Cobra. Mm. 
And that that's funny, I'll just say this, is Ryan, your dad and his cousin, Leonard, uh, actually painted that car. So we ended up calling it the Halloween machine because it had orange and black flames on it. <laughs> that's cool. Oh, nice. And how, how many have you had since now, today, including the cars? Let's just include the show cars that maybe the actual ownership was a little bit gray on, right? But, so now you got to make me count in my head. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know the number because I suspect it's probably higher than even I would assume. I think we're at probably 10. Okay. We had, um, there's three in my garage, the one in the trailer, so that makes four in the parking lot now. Uh, I sold one last year, that was five, plus the two we gave away was seven. Um, I had an 88 State Patrol, Wisconsin State Patrol car, which I regret getting rid of because there was only 13 of those built for the state. And then I had an 85 and an 83, so maybe I'm adding love now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so of all the Mustangs, not just that you've owned, but that you've driven, what's the best one? If if I if I were someone new to Mustangs and I want to just go and buy the very best Mustang, in Dan Neve's opinion, which one is it? Well, I'll tell you what, technology works and the new GT500s are just simply amazing. Um, on, on the Mount, you know, the, the Celine that we're giving away this year, I haven't really opened it up, um, driven it anywhere, so it's been in the trailer. But the uh, 500s that we had the last couple of years are, are amazing cars. They very much are. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, and just just the sound of them. I mean, the aspiration on those things are just crazy sounding. Yeah, I can't say I'm surprised by that answer. You know, having ridden, I rode with Billy Johnson also in the, the giveaway car, the GT500 a couple of years back. And I was just shocked by how far the Mustang has come. You know, it's not the throw it around, loose back in muscle car that it once was. It's a pretty sophisticated machine now and it rips, man. Yeah. And then listening to Billy talk about, you know, the, the engineering that, that was involved because he got to do a little bit of work on those. And uh, it, he really went into detail when we, was when we were talking to him that one day. And yeah, they're, like you said, they're very sophisticated. They're not just your normal, you know, domestic sports car anymore. And I know, Dan, you've gotten some really cool opportunities through the whole show and things too. Like, I, I think you, you spent some time with Carol Shelby before he passed, correct? Correct, yes. Yeah, I mean, just it seems like the opportunities and the networking that you've gotten to do inside the Ford community. Like, I, I don't know how many other people there are on earth that have this like collective Ford performance experience, you know? Well, I was very fortunate and I'll, you know, timing's everything. I'll say that in life. But uh, in 2010, it was actually in 2010 when uh, Shelby was on display at SEMA that um, I was asked to go get Carol's scooter. So I met him at curbside for three days in a row and walked or walked and rode in with him every day and talked to him about cars. So, and, and the thing about Carol Shelby was he was always thinking about what's next. He wasn't satisfied with what he's done. It was always what's next. Yeah. Now, 
I know, you know, for most people, I think the only real frame of reference they're going to have to Carol Shelby is probably through the lens of the movie Ford versus Ferrari. So the question I want to know from you having spent a little bit of time with him is how, how well did Mark Wahlberg, or it wasn't Mark Wahlberg, it was uh, Matt Damon. How well did Matt Damon play that role really? He actually played it really well. I think um, considering Carol was over six feet and Matt's not that tall. <laughs> <laughs> Videotography works, you know, how they didn't, didn't make him look like he was this, he was a short guy. But um, the one thing, the one thing I said after that film, I thought it was a great show. Of course, Hollywood always takes, you know, things into account, but Carol Shelby was a lover of the ultimate sex <laughs> and um he and in that film he had zero girlfriends so when i walked out of the premiere and i was lucky enough to be at the pre premiere in uh, in vegas and i walked out thinking there was no girls in his life which was surprising <laughs> to me but well i think his family had a lot to do with the production of that film correct i'm sure they had a lot of input yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I mean i i could see reasons why they maybe would leave that out i guess <laughs> yeah yeah it made for more of a story yeah i mean really i think they did a good job in that movie you know i i know there's certain things that of course were embellished and played up and traumatized but it's a great movie man it oh. really is one 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 little tidbit I'll just share is um, Ken Miles' son, Peter, who was focused in this film when, when Lamar race was going on and he was kind of playing on the track or on the floor. Uh, Peter never got into cars at all. That was that was one thing that was kind of odd is Ken Miles was such a terrific driver and actually probably one of the best drivers ever. And his son that was involved with him never got into cars at all. Yeah. I mean, I suppose when you when you kind of grow up, you know, watching your dad do that and make a living of it and go through the struggles of it, but then also die fairly tragically, you know, doing mm -hmm. that. Maybe it would it would push a push a few people away, you know. But but you're right, Ryan, about the individuals I've met and connections I've been able to acquire in the last thirteen years of really amazing. Um, not only did I meet Carol Shelby, but Edsel Ford, um, Henry Ford III, Jack Roush, Steve Celine now, uh, Lee, Lee Holman from Holman Moody. It's, um, it's amazing all the people I've been able to connect with and hear their stories. And um, I was fortunate to sit in the, the Ford World headquarters and sit in a marketing room. So that's something that I never in my life would have imagined. Yeah. And I mean, even just for the people coming to the show, I think that in itself can be a pretty big value for that fall Ford Fest. Because like I going to the show, you know, even just as a normal person and not somebody really involved with the show, I've met quite a few people. You know, I got to meet Steve Celine last year. Um, who else? There's there's a well Billy Johnson. Yeah. Oh, you had Billy Johnson. Yeah. Um Carl Weidman. The, um, I actually ended up once having a conversation with the head of SVT as well because of a connection that you 
a kind of a door that you opened up. Um, it's like, you know, just by going to the show, you can get yeah, these chances to meet these people who play pivotal roles in the creation of these cars that, yeah. you know, they have such a cult. Following. And the only time you ever see them too, is either in a picture, an ad, or, you know, maybe on TV that, that is it. But Dan, with your shows and stuff like this, this is actually a great opportunity. A lot of times there's always somebody there that is very deep in that, that society of, you know, the, the cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I hope to let people know that, you know, there's a car show every weekend in Minnesota, Wisconsin during the summer. And I tell people that you need to stay for the banquet. Because if you stay for the banquet, you usually come back every year, no matter what the weather is. And it's not just because of the speaker, but it's because of what's all taking place that night. Mm-hmm. So, but I do, I do work hard at trying to get somebody special that people get a chance to meet that they would have never met. Yeah. Well, that I have no doubt, you know, Dan, you are without a doubt, one of the hardest working individuals I've ever met in my life. You oh, know? man. And seeing you run around that show, you know, is like, I I realize that's the climax of basically a whole year's worth of work, you know, because all year long, you're still running around like a madman just getting ready for this show. Yeah, I'm in the midst of, last year was the first time we did an event guide, which I've got one here that we did, which was 40 some pages long. And um, I'm in the midst of putting that together for this year's event because it's going to the publishers next week. Yeah, that's cool. So are you going to have some of that on the website too then? I don't know if we'll put it on the website or not. We certainly might do that. I'll talk to uh, my webmaster and see if what we want to do with that. But um, it's possible. Okay. Yeah. Well, it just so happens we happen to know your webmaster real well. So I think we can help make sure that happens. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a year long. I tell everybody that I get done in uh, the first weekend of October with Fall Ford Fest. It's always the first Saturday of October. Uh, we do it to kick off Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but we do, and that just happens to be the month that we chose but we fully support all cancer research. But like this year, Road America starts on October 4th, which is Wednesday. So, and then it goes all the way through till Sunday. Yep. Yeah, that's the other cool new thing that you've been doing the last couple of years is the Road America track day to kind of kick the whole thing off. And like, how many opportunities do you pack into one weekend, you know? That's, you know, you start out at Road America, then you go and do some cruise rides and hot laps at the Dell Speedway. And then we do a car show and a banquet and autocross. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. Agreed. <laughs> Everybody stays busy and that's what we want. Yeah. You know, you have it really well laid out though, because I don't ever feel like I'm like in a rush to get from one thing to the next when I go to the cruise for a cause weekend, you know, yeah. there's. It's it's pretty laid back as far as the structure of things goes. There's just always something happening. Yeah. And this the uh, for those that go to those banquets and stuff too is that just the amazing things that people bring for just even the silent auction or whatever. And um 
and the things that you've gathered yourself, Dan, and put in those things, and then the auction itself, man, is there some really neat things that go in there. Like last year, I was trying to go for that guitar. <laughs> with all the signatures last on year it. you mean like the last two or three years <laughs> we're trying to go for guitars well you you stopped raising your arm joe you, you could easily got that <laughs> yeah, my pockets do really so raise deep. your arm more often he's gotta he's gotta compete with a certain well-known member of the show there who seems to buy everything every year yeah. so. i my and I agree that a lot of people donate items for our raffle baskets, and when there's God's tons of raffle baskets, silent auction stuff. We've got lots of stuff for silent auction now, but I always try to get things unique for the auction that you can't just go to a store and find, or you don't go online and you can just pick it up. It's something something different. Like Joe, you mentioned the guitar, and that was a guitar that we had pretty much matched the Britney color of the giveaway car and we had a lot of individuals sign that throughout the year so made it pretty special well joe came away with what was it a box of shelby mac and cheese or something or chili yeah yeah yep i got that and then year before that i once more shelby stuff and i always keep bidding on the bronco stuff but i never (laughs) get it <laughs> yeah, those darn Broncos are too popular right now. Yeah. Yeah. So what's what's next on the horizon for vehicles for Dan? Well, it's interesting because the fact that we're giving this one away in October, we've already got next year's sweepstakes car ordered. In fact, I heard this week that it was being built. So we should see it soon. Um, the unveil of that will be at the Dells. Oh, even better. That night after we give away the Celine. And then it's going to be on display at SEMA. So it'll be, instead of wrapping up the event in the year at SEMA, we're basically kicking off the next year at SEMA. Wow, that's pretty exciting, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to line up some more SEMA tickets again this year, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> We've, um, you know, and I didn't mention, you know, we started in 2010 and, you know, my, my goal every year is to raise money for cancer research because it cancer affects too many people. And, um, you know, research is the only way we're, we're going to beat this thing. But that first year, my goal was $10,000. And at the end of last year, in the 12 years I've been doing this, we've been able to donate a million dollars. So it's been pretty amazing. Well, I think, though, that number, just each year's annual donation has grown considerably the last few years as well, right? Yeah, when we started doing the sweepstakes for the car, um, that that was a change, you know, a changer for how much we could raise. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, all in all, I think the show is like, you know, unless you're going to be uh, some sort of an industry insider manufacturer or something that you're going to get into SEMA when it's, you know, press days only and not open to the public, what other show are you going to get that kind of just opportunity? You know, it's like this, the whole Cruise for a Cause show has so much unique opportunity attached to it. And you can be exposed to just a lot of greatness there, to be honest. I mean, I know every year, you know, at the banquet especially you kind of do a little 
tally or pool around the room of who's from where, right? Who's coming the furthest. And every year there's people coming from further and further away. But I, I, I just feel like at some point this show is going to end up being like a national or global, you know, kind of staple. Like it's not going to continue being primarily Midwest. Well, I don't know. You said that it was pretty relaxed weekend and you said that I'm running around with my head cut off. <laughs> so, well, I don't know. I don't know how much more I can grow it, but, um, but I know that one year, Ryan, you mentioned or Joe, that we, uh, one year we had people from 13 States and Canada attended. So that was pretty, pretty cool. That was through COVID too, actually, when that happened. That yeah, was, I think so. That was a, uh, a pretty good I, uh, turnout because of that. You know, we got to see all sorts of many people. And the one guy from Canada, if I remember right, uh, he couldn't bring his car because he couldn't get it over the border because of COVID. That's exactly correct. You're right, Joe. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, it's, it's a Ford show. And I know your listeners are not all Ford people, but the event is certainly open to every and anybody. Um, it's a car, you know, the Ford sh car show is all Ford. The autocross on Sunday is all Ford, but Road America is open to everybody. Um, people can come do the cruise rides or attend a banquet. And in the end, it's uh, just a great event to be with some car people and raise money for cancer research. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, obviously, I don't think it could grow that big with just one man running the whole show, right? Obviously, there'd be some scaling that would have to happen. <laughs> Right. But what, I guess what's your vision to kind of sum up this whole thing? What's your vision for the show? Where do you see it going or continuing to or passing on to or ending? Well, I'm not young like you guys. So um, the end is closer to my vision than probably yours. But my, my hope is that I get some people that are attendees now that are participants that have the passion. Because in the end, for something like this to succeed, you got to have passion. Absolutely. And it's not just let's run an event, but you got to have passion. And um, I think that hopefully we get some few people to step up and realize that you got to put some time and effort into it to make it work. And it continues. I I would certainly hate for this to die. And you're right, Ryan. There they actually in Seattle. There's a cruise for a cause that's in Seattle, and they started prior to me knowing about them. But in the end, we've talked about. Um, their use of Cruise for a Cause and using the name, and they raise money for cancer as well. So in the end, that it's it's fine by me because it's um it's what we're doing. Right, it's about the good and the goal more so than the brand, right? Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been really happy to play the small role in this that I've been able to. And I hope to keep growing the role that I play in it over the years. And I'm here to help, help do everything I can, you know, on a personal basis to make sure it keeps going and growing and continues on. Absolutely. Without it becoming too much for Dan. Yeah. <laughs> my, my goal, and maybe you can do this is the airport right behind where we host the event is at the Ho-Chunk Casino in Baraboo, Wisconsin. And there's a, airport right there and it'd be great to get them to close it for about an hour we could do speed runs yeah that would be cool yeah i know that can be a tough goal to get enough <laughs> strings pulled on but it happens yeah, so. yeah. 
if anybody could pull it off, I think it's probably you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. This maybe, has been. Uh, maybe you can get uh, Dave Celine to talk to him. Right. Yeah. yeah right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got a busy. I got a busy schedule, like you said, Ryan. I've got uh, the Hub City Days is coming up the end of July. Then Woodward Dream Cruise is middle of August. Then I head out to Sturgis for the Mustang Rally. And right after that, I drive to Myrtle Beach for Mustang Week. And then I go to actually another close show is Route 66 show in Springfield, Illinois, the end of September, and then Fall Ford Fest. Wow. Yeah. That is a busy schedule. <laughs> Summer's <Yeah>. over. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, this has been a very uh, enlightening look, I think, at kind of the inner inner working of, you know, cruise for a cause. But before we wrap up, I just kind of want to put out some more reminders for everybody. What are the best ways for them to find information on cruise for a cause? Uh, we've got the website cruise, the number four, a cause.org, which we'll put down here at the yep. bottom of the screen. Where else can they find you, Dan? Well, you can find me on Facebook and we have multiple places there. It's under Dan Neve, my name. You can find Facebook. That's really where I post most things. Um, and a lot of people also post on my site, but then we share to, we've got a cruise for a cause Facebook page. Um, there's Instagram, which I'm not one of those that posts on there a lot. I'll, I'll be the first to say, but it's, it's a place to find us or contact us. So, yeah. And I happen to know links to all of that can be found on the website as well. Yes. <laughs> and we will post all that information in the description of, of where all these videos are. Absolutely. So, so I think, I think I would just, I would, I would like to ask people to um, go to the website, check out the car we're giving away, make a donation. And uh, maybe in October 7th, we'll give them a call and tell them they're the proud new owners of that car. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you happen to be a listener who's at the show, any of the shows, come up and say hi. Yeah, Whether it's to me, definitely. Joe, or Dan, come up and say hi. Let yep. us know. We'd love to talk some cars. Yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll bring you on the podcast as well. Right. Yeah. And well, um, well, thank you very much. Tell Dan. your friends. Tell your friends. That's a, Thanks, Ryan. And I was just going to say, tell people to sign up for Road America. Once they do it, they'll... They'll do it continuously. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for uh, taking the time to come on because we know you're a busy man. All right. Yeah. Thank you much. See you, everybody. Take care.